2: For seven years, Republicans have been promising the American people that we would repeal Obamacare. And the American people are entirely justified in saying any politician who told me that and voted the other way didn't tell me the truth. He lied to me. No party can remain in power. By lying to the American
0: people. That's six months into the most devastating victory for the Republican Party in a hundred years. So much power. So many opportunities. The nation has finally decided that we're the right side. You know, I realize
1: that was an accident, but that phrase was fantastic. The most devastating victory. I mean, devastating to whom? Yeah, only time a will tell. The yeah. other thing that makes me excited is, evidently, Ted Cruz has broken out his sad voice. It's good to hear that again. Uh, Did hear Ted him? Cruz, who I agree with on everything and find utterly inauthentic.
0: Did you hear Lindsey Graham yesterday when he said he voted yes? <clears throat> he said, I'll vote for this only because I have the assurances from Paul Ryan that th- this will not be. This what? will never become law. This will not become right. law. They will change it. If I thought it would become law, I would vote no. So there's a possibility that John McCain just didn't believe Paul Ryan and thought it might be become law. So well, that's, who knows? That's what I'm hearing from my sources, Jack. But please,
1: let's welcome another voice into the fray, that of Craig Gottwalls, Craig, the Obamacare lawyer. Uh, he is a benefits and health care expert. If you need help straightening out your company, etc., go to craigbenefit-revolution.com. Uh, Craig, welcome, sir. Good morning, guys. Uh, let me tell you this. And I have a very good grasp on what can and should be said on the air and what should not. Uh, yeah. at, at some point, when you no longer are a responsible and sober attorney and benefits expert and want to just go pure commentator, what you were texting us last night was hilarious. And you need to do that. But you got to learn how to do it sober.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I can't. We just we just got to keep that in, in the long term plan here, gentlemen. <laughs>
1: yeah, certainly. Uh, so anyway, Craig, uh, what in God's name happened last night?
2: Well, as a reset, um, remember, seven years ago, we gave this entitlement away, a health care entitlement to able bodied Americans to help them buy health care. We've up
1: to the, four times the poverty level, or something like that's that. That's
2: right. right. We we took Medicaid, which was in, originally intended to help the bottom two percent of society, and we've blown it up to twenty to thirty percent, depending upon your state. And we've exactly we've given we've given subsidy dollars to people making families making up to a hundred thousand dollars a year to buy health care. That was seven years ago. Republicans screamed that, that we, we needed to repeal every word of it very quickly they changed
1: well and that was to, it was it was to a large extent the birth of the tea party movement it was the right. the 2010 midterm it was the 2012 congressional it was the 2014 midterms it was huge
2: and it it took almost no time at all for them to change repeal to repeal and replace because they quickly realized uh-oh we're, we're losing the spine to get rid of a handout and last night really honestly i think was the bare minimum that could have been done to say that you're actually repealing even part of Obamacare because last night's bill, guys, it was only eight pages, and all it did was repeal the individual mandate, which overwhelmingly America does not like. That's the one that says you got to buy health insurance or we're going to fine you individually. It repealed temporarily. It actually just sunsetted the employer mandate to 2025, which is pretty spineless in and of itself. They didn't even have the guts to say get rid of it. They said... Well, we'll get rid of it until 2025. So that's the one that tells employers they need to buy health care. And it it also would have eliminated the most unpopular tax in Obamacare, and that's the medical device tax. That's the one that's driving up the cost for manufacturers that make these medical devices and driving that, that business overseas. It would have only sunset that one for three years until 2020. And then uh, it would have it would have done a couple other things that would have grown HSAs, allowed you to allowed you to uh, All Right,
1: well it's dead, so we don't need there. to break and, it down that yeah. thoroughly. But
2: So that was it, the minimum. That's really the minimum you can do, I think. And um, you couldn't get you could not get fifty one senators to agree to do that. So I I just I don't know where that leaves us other than a slow march towards socialism, which will be a quicker march towards socialism as these exchanges continue to falter.
0: An interesting thing did happen last night that uh, somebody got up there for a vote, the idea of going to just universal health care, just to government health care, socialized medicine. actually put that to a vote yesterday, and it only got four votes. Am I right about that?
2: Yeah, I, I I don't know if it was four or zero. I, I thought I thought almost everybody or everybody voted present, but it all the right, Democrats right, right.
1: voted present. Right, right, that's right because they were given universal health care by the Republicans and couldn't vote yes on it.
2: Yeah, it was a, it was a frustrated Republican who who said, "Okay, fine. What do you stand for? Oh, I know what you stand for. Bernie Sanders has said he wants Medicare for all." So it wasn't just socialized medicine. It was let's put forth Medicare for all, specifically what Bernie Sanders has said he wants. And even Bernie voted present. And his, his, his analysis was, well, this is just a scam to embarrass us because we're not ready to you know accept this yet as a party or whatever. But. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. I don't think it got any votes. It might have gotten a couple Republican cynical votes, but I don't think it got any Democratic votes.
0: So, uh, yeah, like Joe said, none of that stuff really means anything because everything everything failed. So, where are we? Obamacare is the law of the land for the near future, and what does that mean for my uh, the the cost of health care for me and my family?
2: Uh, well, the good news is for for the overwhelming majority of Americans who still do get their health care at work. I don't I don't see this vote last night really significantly changing that.
1: Right. Well, I was going to point out, we're talking about the individual market period at this point.
2: Right. So that's the other thing about last night's vote. last night's vote wouldn't have changed subsidies and it would not have changed Medicaid. So you're really looking at about 10 million Americans in the individual market. That's really all you know, when they were worried about this thing not becoming law last night, that's what they're worried about. They're worried about those people's premiums skyrocketing and they probably would have skyrocketed an additional 20 percent next year. Under this change, but the reality is they're going to go up twenty percent anyway year after year under Obamacare. So, really, what last night did was if it if it would have passed, it would have for it would have been like health care by the sequestration. If you guys remember the sequestration, right, it right, would have, it would have put a hammer in place to say hey, guys, we need to get together over the next three months and really fix this, because if we don't, the 10 million people in the individual market are going to be thrown into a seriously topsy-turvy world. Well,
0: then wasn't John McCain right in in taking, What didn't he take a principled stand and saying, this is not the way the Senate is supposed to make legislation, this isn't the way we do it, let's go back to trying to do it the old way. Isn't that I a fair is, way to I look think, at
2: it? I, I think he is right in that principle, Jack, but my, my contention with that is that... Um, It's too easy for them to fall back on the status quo now, which is Obamacare. And if they do that, that individual market's going to erode into a a death spiral anyway. It's just going to take about seven years instead of one. So,
1: So, listen, we are so far into bizarro world here. You've got a measure that people voted for if they were promised it would never become law, just because it was something and would continue the discussion, move it into the House. You have... Virtually everybody lying like a maniac about what's in each bill, what's not in each bill. I heard uh, stated by the lead anchor on MSNBC yesterday when somebody said, and uh, under this proposal, uh, 15 million people will have their insurance taken away. Well, no, many millions of those will just not buy insurance because they don't want it. So that's not taken away. They just don't want it. And they said, wow, and 20% premium increases, 20% higher than Obamacare would be which is just completely untrue. It's just 20% higher than go on today. So it just, where are we? We're nowhere. We're lying at each other. We're voting for bizarro bills nobody wants. We got Bernie Sanders turning down universal care. This is no way to run a country.
2: Guys, that that 16 million number is significant because remember, the CBO was coming out and saying 22, 23, 24 million would, quote, lose their health care under all the iterations up till now. The 16 million number that came out last night simply says this. It says, "Okay, citizenry, if we still give you the Medicaid expansion as it's written and we still give you all of the subsidy dollars that are in Obamacare, but we simply tell you, you don't have to buy it. 16 million of that 23, 24 million will choose not to buy it.
1: Right. And and that's supposed to be a tragedy to me.
2: Although I'll tell you what, oh, no. listen, it's that that's that 16 million people are liberated to allocate their resources as they see fit. I mean, I you know, I. Well, right. But, but you'll never hear it presented that way on any news media, not even Fox, because yeah. they don't have the spine to advocate individual liberties.
1: You know, it's uh no. Oh, my God. No, no. They have no idea. It's just that they're just, ugh. There is virtually nobody operating on the basis of principle at this point. There are a few exceptions. Craig Gottwals is on the line. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, you know, it is worth pointing out that there is a crisis in America because the average family in average health has gone from spending X percentage of their disposable income on health care to many multiples of that health care that is a problem it is a societal problem there are people in crisis and 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 people are looking to the federal government to do something about it that to me is a legitimate plea to the government. Maybe the government says, yeah, we can do something. Maybe they say, no, we can't. You're on your own. Maybe they say, the states ought to be doing that. But the the huge issue we're running into here is that all of it must be run through the filter of the incredibly powerful and, and, and moneyed lobbyists in D.C. You go with the Rand Paul plan, where there's no such thing as an individual market anymore. I can start the association of people who can't get insurance. That becomes a group plan, and you can't turn down anybody and and blah, blah, blah. But nobody's interested in that because the lobbyists wouldn't be happy. Is that at least reasonably accurate?
2: No, Joe, that's that's very accurate. And it, it uh, one other thing, when, when people talk about health care prices going through the roof, what we have to understand is just between Medicare and Medicaid alone, that is nearly half. About 40 percent of the bills paid in our country on health care are just those two programs. The federal government sets the reimbursement rates on those programs, and they set them so incredibly low. Medicaid reimburses less than half of what your employer plan pays to doctors. So what happens is this problem just exacerbates over time. Every year that goes by, Medicare and Medicaid only inflate by like less than 1%. So doctors are then forced to cost shift onto our private plans, individual market and employer plans. So even aside from Obamacare, even before Obamacare became law, this is the huge issue that's causing all of us who pay for health care to get priced out of the market. And what it's going to do is it's going to force a come-to-Jesus moment where even people like you and Jack are going to say, oh, God, just give me Medicare for all. I know it'll kind of suck for everybody, but at least I'll be able to afford it because so few people will accept the Rand Paul-type approach in modern-day America where you've been given a handout for seven years.
1: Well, and – what was I going to say? Oh, my God, this is so cloudy. Um, all right, never mind. It doesn't matter. It's just... It's, Nothing matters, Joe. We're Nothing doing. matters, Joe. Oh, no, Joe. that's what I was going to say. Uh, and one thing you've helped us understand, Craig, through the years is that virtually every aspect of the accounting for Medicare and Medicaid is fraudulent. It, it, it balances the budget based on... Well, in ten years, of course, we're going to cut the reimbursement rate by another two thirds, and so over right. ten years, it uh, it has a balanced budget. When already the reimbursement rate's so low, no doctor will see you, and so they have this fanciful, you know, future day when healthcare is going to be practically free. So it's just it's all lies.
2: Yeah. If if we were to do Medicare for all. The latest analysis of that was about a year ago, and that was Bernie Sanders wanted. He wanted Medicare for all. It would have increased the the budget deficit over 10 years by $32 trillion. Wow. Just Medicare for all.
3: Wow. And that
1: was Bernie's plan that he was in favor of, $32 trillion. So we'd have to have enormous European-style taxes. And, you know, if people want that country, I guess that's the one we're going to get. But uh, you know.
2: well, we'd have to literally more than double all taxes across the board to even just tread water under that program,
1: and then you'd troop off to the government and beg them for uh, you know penicillin shot. Right, exactly. Craig Gottwald, uh, benefit-revolution.com, or drop us a note and we'll put you in touch uh, because it's it's difficult to uh, navigate these seas for companies and individuals these days. Craig, thanks a million. Thank you, guys.
0: That was thoroughly depressing, but at least it was informative. And that might be the last word on that, or I'd be fine if it was, because the the repeal and replace Obamacare, even though you heard it eight gazillion times over the last four elections, is over. It's gone. It's dead. It never happened. Couldn't get it off the ground. As, as, As Ted Cruz said, how could a party stay in power when you promise that for that long and then don't do anything?
1: They never... Bothered to get around to deciding whether they had a plan that they could all agree on. And and, uh, I I don't think they can. I don't think they can. There's too big a spread between the Libertarian wing and the I'm actually a Democrat wing.
0: Well then don't walk out on stage and say I'll vote to repeal and replace Obamacare on day one. Are you calling for truth in politics?
3: Why
1: don't you go do like Steve Bannon does and and S your own D, huh? Get back to that story. It's Scient- more cheerful.
0: Scientists have looked at what happens when you blow out birthday candles, and it's really gross. Might be the end of this tradition. And a huge
1: scandal involving the Obama administration that nobody's going to pay any attention to, because ah. Scaramucci's uh, calling people effing paranoid schizophrenics. Oh! Forget about it.
0: You're a paranoiac. Oh! You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the mooch said, "Okay, I'm going to fire every one of them. And then you haven't protected anybody. So the entire place will be fired over the next two weeks. Mooch, you do realize he's still not going to give you the names. And then if you do fire everybody, you have to replace everybody with people who now know they're working for a guy who would just fire everybody. Well, I welcome. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's interesting. So Mooch is mad that somebody leaked the dinner. He calls up the New Yorker reporter and says, who told you that? And thinks he's going to get it out of the guy by threatening to fire everybody. Right. That's just crazy. He essentially communicated, I'll fire absolutely
1: everybody, including people who got nothing to do with this. They're going to be out of work because of you if you won't tell me who leaked it.
0: And the reporter's like... Uh, pound sand. <laughs> That's a pretty Trumpian approach to uh, it is. to a situation. Um, wow. He went on
1: to say, and listen, I'm going to get to- Trump has
0: been silent on this since this all broke yesterday, right? Uh, yes. Yes. I had to think
1: for a while. There's so many scandals unfolding. Because
0: this is the the most up in the air part of it to me is, did Donald Trump bring this scandal Seems like a crazy guy. Joe Pesci. Did he bring Joe Pesci in to put people's heads and vices on purpose? Right. Or did the guy go rogue once he got in there? Well,
1: his tweet this morning, and I, I would guess that he spoke with Trump about this at some point this morning. His tweet this morning suggested some level of contrition. He said, a rookie mistake, that'll teach me to trust a reporter. <laughs>
0: you got how can but you be, listen, you can't be fifty-three years old. You've been in the media spotlight your entire adult life, and say and it was you're a, the White House <laughs> Communications Director, and say it was a rookie mistake to say the chief of staff is an effing paranoiac.
1: <laughs> well, and that, the, that the, to a New York to a New Yorker reporter, and that Steve Bannon s's his own Richard.
0: Yeah, most people don't say that about anyone. To to well, to well, anyone. I'm
1: going to start. But, <laughs> so listen to this, would you? And I have to use a term. It's a rhyming term. It, um, well, it rhymes with rock block. It's a term that often means interfering with somebody getting what they really want. Can I say that? I can cock my gun, and I can block for my running back. I don't think you should say it. All right, then. I'll uh, I'll say clock block. How about that? Okay. Okay. So Mooch is talking about... uh, I was going to buy
0: this grandfather clock, and he comes comes in right there when I was about to buy it. He clock-blocked me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So he's grilling the reporter, whose name is Tom... uh, Ryan Lizza. Um, Ryan Lizza. And he's grilling him about who leaked about this dinner, and he thinks it's it's Ryan's, obviously. Is it an assistant to the president? He asked. Again, I told him I couldn't say. Okay, I'm going to fire every one of them, and then you haven't protected anybody. So the entire place will be fired over the next two weeks. I asked him why it was so important for the dinner to be kept a secret. Surely, I said, it would become public at some point. Where
0: well, they were at the dinner at a restaurant, right, where people could see you?
1: I, I don't know. I think it was at the, the White House, but I could be wrong. I asked him why it was so blah, blah, blah. I've asked people not to leak for a period of time and give me a honeymoon period. They won't do it. He was getting more and more worked up, and he eventually convinced himself that Priebus was my source. And I quote, They'll all be fired by me, he said. I fired one guy the other day. I have three or four people I'll fire tomorrow. I'll get to the person that leaked that to you. Reince Priebus, if you want to leak something, he'll be asked to to resign very shortly. The issue, he said, was that he believed Priebus had been worried about the dinner because he hadn't been invited. And I quote, Reince is an effing paranoid schizophrenic, a paranoiac. If you're not familiar with this story, by the way, he doesn't say effing. He uses all the full terms, all right, in this call to a reporter on the record. Reins is an effing paranoid schizophrenic, a paranoiac, Scaramucci said. He channeled Priebus as he spoke. Oh, Bill Shine is coming in. Let me leak the effing thing and see if I can clock block these people the way I clock blocked Scaramucci for six months. Because uh Namuch started to sell his company. He thought he was going to work for Trump. And uh, and Priebus blocked him for a
0: while. He said, "We can't have this crazy man on the staff as chief of staff." Like like I said earlier, I think Sean Spicer looks better in all this, as he yeah. realized what a crazy person this mooch guy was. Thought, okay, I'm out. If this if this is the direction we're going, I'm out.
1: Scaramucci also told me that unlike other senior officials, he had no interest in media attention. "Quote: I'm not Steve Bannon. I'm not trying to s, s-, s-, s my own unit." He said, speaking of Trump's chief strategist, I'm not trying to build my own brand off the effing strength of the president. I'm here to serve the country. And uh, this morning he has not denied the accuracy of the story. Merely uh, his own judgment in in calling the guy.
0: But what is it with?
1: (sighs) And then he talks about it's a felony that somebody released his disclosure forms even though they're public documents. This is going to get cleaned up very shortly, okay, because I nailed these guys. I've got digital fingerprints on everything they've done through the FBI and the effing Department of Justice. What? I interjected. Well, the felony, they're going to get prosecuted probably for the felony, he added. The lie detector starts, but then he changed the subject and returned to what he thought was the illegal leak of his financial disclosure form. I asked if the president knew all this. Well, he doesn't know the extent of all that. He knows about some of that. The rest of the... rest of it, first thing tomorrow morning when I see him.
0: So he's going to get the FBI involved in trying to figure out who leaked the fact that the president had dinner with Sean Hannity? No,
1: no, the leak of his financial disclosure forms. Uh, Scaramucci said he had to get going. Yeah, let me go, though, because I got to start tweeting some S to make this guy crazy. Minutes later, the tweet that tagged Reince Priebus about leaking... In light of the leak of my financial info, which is a felony, I'll be contacting the FBI and the Justice Department uh, at Reince 45. So that was moments after he promised the reporter he's going to tweet some stuff that'll make Reince effing crazy.
3: Hashtag... And then later,
1: later, he claimed, oh, no, no, I was just uh, making clear that uh, both Reince and I are interested in stopping leaks.
0: And he put a hashtag MAGA right. on there, which in this case I think is make Anthony great again.
1: No, no, he's not like Steve Bannon. He's not trying to build a brand. He's not. Oh, no, clearly not himself. Clearly
0: not.
3: Nobody calls Sean Hannity.
0: How in the world, when things were in disarray, did Trump bring throw this grenade into the room thinking it was going to make things better? (sighs) Is there anybody who still thinks this
1: is a strategy? I would like to hear you make the argument. Feel free. I'll listen with an open heart. (laughs) I will tell you this, though. You have to overcome this objection of mine. I'll give it to you in advance. People who think Trump is still playing three-dimensional chess by bringing in Scaramucci. Scaramucci. Trump's stated policy goals are all effed up. I mean, they are effed up, the effort to get them passed. And this is making it harder. He's not using the bully pulpit. He's not... He's not effective in his stated policy goals. He's done a few things that are pretty damn good, I think, as has Congress. But how is this helping to get the stuff done he wants to get done?
0: I don't get it. I think he gets focused on the personalities of it and uh, and loses track of what he's actually supposed to be doing. So you don't think he
1: has the temperament and personality to be the president of the United States? There are a, number of, some. a,
0: there are a number of opponents running against him who said that.
1: Including little Marco, bing, 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 always drinking water.
3: He brought
4: in in some lifetime government hacks like Reince and Sessions and wasn't happy with the results. So he's going private sector. He's shaking a tree.
0: He's shaking a tree, no doubt about it. (laughs) I just wonder if he he saw this stuff yesterday and thought, this is awesome, or thought, holy crap. I really would like to know that. He might have said, this is awesome. He likes chaos. What's coming up in your news,
3: Marshall? Well, Donald Trump is tweeting again this morning. We'll have the latest on what what has got him worked up. we got the Senators and the Pentagon now standing up to the President. And the latest concussion report causing another wave of NFL players to retire. Oh, really? Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Giddy. Yeah, you I know, wonder about that. If I'm China, I make
1: a major move right now. Take advantage of the chaos. That's what worries me.
0: Hmm. Stay tuned, to, stay tuned. To, yes, that's right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> I just hope I live long enough for everybody to write their books so we can find out what was going on behind the scenes <gasps> oh, during all this stuff.
1: No kidding. Hey, so uh, you got Scaramucci making that call to the reporter and going crazy and... And making all sorts of allegations, calling people effing paranoid schizophrenics, uh, alleging they're filleting themselves, etc. Steve Bannon. It, it, it's right's Priebus. Okay. Here's uh, the rumor floating around. I'm not going to say who I got this from. It's a news guy. We'll call him Barshall Billups. Rumor going around he was coked up when he made that call. Hmm. I've seen that theory. A, little, on the, on the Twitter. Well, a that, little excessively chatty, a little fired up.
0: The uh, uh, the best argument against that would be we know that somebody is capable of doing that sort of thing. And the example being in Donald Trump, a guy who doesn't even drink coffee, that you can go off on these things that are so detriment, detrimental to what you're trying to do with your life. Do nothing but make your life harder. Right. Just out of a lack of self-control. Wow. So this guy could be like Trump or maybe he does, you know, maybe maybe he does have a a taste
4: for the nose candy. Who knows? I don't know. My favorite description of him that I saw (laughs) on Twitter yesterday was he looks like an extra from Wolf of Wall Street that they had to fire because he kept trying to talk to Leo. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's that's anti-Italian
0: bias. (laughs) That is funny. That is funny. Uh, Let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips. Well,
3: GOP push to repeal Obamacare going down in flames. The vote overnight on the so-called skinny repeal, 49 to 51. Three Republicans joined with all 48 Democrats in voting. No, Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, and Senator John McCain. Once again, Vincent Nicholas, official President Trump tweet reader with the POTUS
4: complaints. If Republicans are going to pass great future legislation in the Senate, they must immediately go to a 51-vote majority. Not senseless sixty. Even though parts of healthcare could pass at fifty-one, some really good things need sixty. So many great future bills and budgets need sixty votes. Dot 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 dot. Which means he has more coming, but he hasn't tweeted it yet.
0: So earlier this week, John McCain uh, signaled what yeah. he was going to do last night. In yeah. retrospect, giving a speech that the Senate has degenerated in the years he's been there, and he's disappointed in seeing that, and he would like to he would like to be part of trying to turn that around, and. um and that might be why he voted last night. And then so then Mitch McConnell gets up there and says, this is a sad day. Blah, 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 blah. Then then Chuck Schumer gave up, got up there and gave a speech. And he said, I agree with John McCain. The Senate has gotten worse over the years I've been here. Our party has contributed to it as much as the other party. Wow, I missed that. You you would have missed that because Fox didn't cover it. Fox's coverage last night was embarrassing. I, as a guy who leans right, I'm embarrassed by Fox's coverage of things. Oh, their There's, breaking news coverage is, is ridiculous. It's the worst on television. It drives me crazy. But anyway, MSNBC carried both the speeches, and it, they were really good, and it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're cynical, you think, sure, Chuck Schumer says that after they won, blah, blah, blah. But he he, he, he went to great lengths to say our our side has contributed to this to as much as the other side, and we've got to get back to regular order in the U.S. Senate. Well, let's get a chunk or two of that speech. I'd love to hear it. You know, I'm hoping that the pendulum swung as far as it's going to go and is now starting to swing back toward toward something like
4: normalcy, uh, at least in the Senate. A a working theory of mine that I've been discussing with friends is that this is somewhat of a, a voter enabled shot across the bow of kind of government in general. All right, like you guys need to start getting Mm -hmm. your act together, or we will send it. We'll we'll vote Flavor Flav in there next if you're not not careful.
0: Absolutely,
3: (laughs) the flavor of government. Positive, Sean and I were talking about this story earlier. Baltimore Ravens offensive lineman John Urschel made a surprise announcement yesterday. He's retiring from the NFL. The 26-year-old is going to finish getting his doctorate
4: in math. At MIT, applied wow. mathematics—not just a general math thing. Yeah. But this is really like a high-level thing. <laughs> what yeah. do you do with a applied PhD?
1: mathematics? Like it costs two
3: dollars, and the guy gives you a
1: five. You know exactly how much change.
4: Yeah.
3: Yes. ESPN <laughs> citing a source saying the results of that study a day earlier that showed nearly all the brains of deceased former football players they examined showed signs of CTE, a brain disease linked to repeated concussions played a role in his decision.
0: Well, of course, if you've got the kind of brain that can get a PhD in yeah. math from MIT, you wouldn't want to mess with it, which but what about for the average person we all went to high school or college with who played football, who weren't that
4: smart? <laughs> I'm big, I'm strong, and I'm stupid. What do you suggest I do? I, I believe there were one or two others yeah. that stepped away uh, on that day, not nearly as good of a player's or have kind of an interesting backstory as the, the PhD from MIT, right. but the, the common thread is that they were all either offensive or defensive linemen. About 40 to 45% I think it was of those brains studied were all linemen that the, that they studied, so the, the my theory question, is that kind of scares me. My it. question
0: is, what about the dumb guys? Because you know, I went to college with guys who were college football players, and they were dumb guys. They were my classes, and sometimes, and uh, what should they care? Even I'm dumb n- now. What the hell difference does it make? So, <laughs>
4: it's, it's not so much the CTE loses your IQ points, but it's that you have a brain of a 70 year old when you're 30. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's no good. Dementia, um, anger, yeah.
0: psychosis, suicide, Jack.
4: Yeah, these, these quote-unquote dummies may want to walk into a room when they're 40 and know why they went in there in the first place.
1: Right. Yeah, way to go. He that, chuckled at the end, but that was a scathing indictment of Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's sitting there on his mic, s <laughs> his own D. Wow. I still haven't oh, figured that's that it, out yet. That's Ooh. the tone of our times. I'm going to employ that tone now.
0: You still haven't figured out what that means? I'm hoping by the end of the show. Okay. Yeah. He's shaving
1: his own duck. (laughs) That's what it means.
0: What we
3: can't repeat is what he said about Steve Bannon, which is, if true, would make Bannon a gymnast. (laughs) That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, C. Armstrong and Giddy Show, the voice of the West,
1: certainly a yoga expert.
0: But this isn't one of those, you know, uh, brothers argue with each other, like he was saying the last couple of days. You can't work with somebody who's saying stuff like that, can you? No. Unless he comes to you on
1: bended knee, hat in hand, and apologizes. I left my loft in my head. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't believe that. I have great respect for you. I apologize. That's it was, the
0: only way. I don't see that out of the human pinky ring. Ah!
4: <laughs> I sent you the picture of uh, Ryan and Mooch in the Oval Office yesterday, about oh. 15 feet apart. Oh, yeah, the great stare down. Yeah.
1: Do we have that link to com? Sure. Oh, you gotta see it. Oh. No, it's unbelievable.
0: <laughs> Wall Street Journal photographer caught a moment between Mooch and Priebus in the Oval Office that, again, I hope I live long enough to hear the books written. If looks could kill. Ooh, what was going on there? You're listening, the, <laughs> you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty show. to talking to ron meyer here in a little bit he's the editor for red alert politics and uh we'll talk about scaramucci and other stuff
1: there are a couple of major intelligence stories that would be dominating the headlines today or probably should that we need to get to the chairman of the house intelligence committee is accused top political aides of president obama making hundreds of requests to unmask the name of americans in intelligence reports for apparently entirely political reasons and uh, also, uh, the story about that uh, Russian lawyer lady you met with Donald Jr. and those other people and who she actually works for and what that company has done and who they've worked with is really something. I mean, it's, number one, old Don Jr. had no business getting into the ring with this gal because she is a super heavyweight of some really, really scary international intrigue where people end up dead.
0: Yeah, well, they, uh, they knew what they were doing. The Russians knew what they were doing. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. And they're playing both sides of the aisle, working with both sides of the aisle, and whether you're an R or D or, or neither or something in between, it's really interesting.
0: So they did a study of when people uh, blow out the candles on birthday cakes and said it increases the bacteria on the cake by at least 1,400%. Mm. Uh, but it depends on the person. I think we've, maybe we've all seen this. No. Some people, for whatever reason, when they blow out the pa- the uh, candles, it was... Uh, only like double the amount of bacteria on the cake. But one other person that they had uh, increased the amount of bacteria by 120 times as opposed to 14 times. Well, how'd they try to put out the candles? Now, you know, some people are just a little more slobbery. You've probably noticed yeah, that in your life. A little more sprayy. And it reminds me, my brother flew into town to uh, to visit, and he said on the plane... There was somebody that had a, uh, like, really bad wet sneeze every Ugh, once in a while, and he said the whole plane would uh, cringe every time oh, this person oh, sneezed. Oh, oh. And uh, and my wife said, uh, she said, you know, I might start wearing a mask <clears throat> when I'm on a plane. You think people would stare at me funny? And I thought, why don't more of us do that? Why don't we more regularly do that? I know in some countries they do. If it's it was
1: just, reasonably comfortable and effective, I would do it.
0: I I wore one for a while when I was sick because my immune system was bad. Yeah. It's no big deal. You get used to it very quickly and it's nothing. Right? Why don't we do it most of the time? Somebody asked, I'd say, yeah, I have a compromised
1: Im- immune system so I can't take in germs. Yeah.
0: Well, why don't we just do it because I don't want to catch a cold. If somebody sneezed in this room and I walk in, I'd rather not catch it. You know what we need to get this going? For like one week, every flight in America, there'd be a super bright
1: light shining from the back of the plane. You'd have to like cover your eyes to go to the bathroom, but so that, you know, you ever been in exactly the right light where you sneeze and the oh, sun yeah. illuminates oh, yeah. the spray oh, of yeah. droplets? Oh, yeah. If everybody could see that, can you imagine? The plane would be like this seething flume ride of of goo floating around. You'd take one flight seeing everything that's in the air. Can you imagine? Everybody'd be wearing masks and probably scuba gear. <laughs>
0: Scuba gear might be a little much. Better. If you wear a mask now, because I wore a mask for a couple of weeks and people stare at you like there's something really wrong with you, which is weird because uh, no, I don't care about you. I care about me. The, yeah, the person wearing the mask is not the person you have to. <laughs> right, right. They're protecting themselves. They're not trying to stop them from putting germs on you. Um, but I'm just surprised it hasn't caught on. You see it a lot in China. Yeah. Old yeah, Chinese, Chinese ladies. Asians of various neighborhoods I've lived in. And the old Asian people always oh, yeah, had the Japanese mask up. Japanese people, too, now that I think about it. Which is smart. I don't know why we don't do this more often. I might start. Go the Michael Jackson thing. Man, if I could avoid one cold a year, it'd be worth it.
1: So the last administration was corrupt. This one's falling apart. Senate's dysfunctional.
0: Yeah. Ron Meyer's usually a fun guy to talk to. We'll talk to him about the scaramucci thing, see what he thinks about it. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Question to me is was it on purpose or not? Is it a strategy from Trump? I'm saying no, but hmm. I think no also. Others may disagree. Uh, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.